My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans-channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full-price services, a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. It's been a while. So I wanted to do a check-in. I, as many of you know at this point, I recently opened a little spooky community center called Wish House in Burbank, California. It's an oddity shop, it's a theater, it's a cafe, it's an art gallery, it's a reading room, it's a bunch of stuff. We're adding an escape room to the back and it's been honestly the biggest venture I have experienced thus far. There's been some interesting things going on, so I just wanted to do a quick little check-in and talk about it. So here we go. Alrighty, I've been trying to make this video for, I feel like a couple weeks now, or this podcast rather. Subscribers have been with me on the journey a bit closely in regards to the shop and all that good stuff. So I've not, I, I don't know. I feel like I've been processing a lot over there and I've been getting it out, but I wanted to kind of get my thoughts together here and have more of like a formal presentation, I guess, which is what tends to happen anyways. But I think I've been putting too much pressure on myself to kind of figure that out, which is something that I nipped in the bud last year, you know, or even before that, like at the start of this podcast, you know, rather than, no, it was last year after I had my hiatus, kind of like instead of feeling like I need to make something perfect, I just need to make something, you know. So here we are. Um... There's been some interesting things happening. 
I've been feeling a bit like a chicken without a head just because there's a lot going on right now. Um, in terms of, I think I also just hesitate because I'm like, I don't want to repeat things that I've said to subscribers, but I just need to get over it. <laughs> subscribers, if you're listening, I appreciate you and you're just gonna, I may be repeating myself. Um, it's been interesting. I've never, I've helped run like dance studios and stuff before, but I've never had my own business where I've had to have, um, like employees and stuff like that and it's very interesting I'm very grateful to have such a deeply like on board team I guess where everybody's like hands on deck everybody is just I just we're I'm very very grateful to have the team that we have um, everybody's sharing ideas and stuff like that I feel like I'm not traditional in the way that I go about things so I don't run things traditionally in a sense and it's been really cool having a place where I feel like I can be myself play the music I like like do weird things and not be ashamed of it and it's just like how it is because I'm running it you know it's kind of trying to foster an environment where our weird traits or whatever are actually cool and normal. You know, it's kind of like this, but on steroids a little bit with, you know, it's like you could talk about any kind of spiritual thing. If you want to just like sit on the floor and hang out, you can. If you want to, I don't know. There's just a freedom to be you, you know, and that's been really nice. And I'm grateful to have a crew where, you know, that's, that's okay. My boyfriend walks around with, like, a witch hat on or, like, weird elf hats and stuff, you know, and it's like, that's cool. That's totally fine. It's part of the, part of the thing, you know. We're just able to kind of be artists and create, and it's been really rewarding. I had something kind of peculiar happen last week, and just because there's been so much going on, my head it's hard for me to kind of recall when things happened and what happened I just feel like I just feel like I'm constantly going and like all I have the capacity to focus on is current moment um but I just want to kind of run through some realizations and stuff that I've made um one is I because there's so much going on, I don't have the capacity to soften things for people, I guess. Um, if there's a boundary that I have established that in the past I would let be walked over or something like that and then just, I don't know, kind of do the work. I don't know. I'd like extend things out, you know, because I didn't want to make people uncomfortable and it's like, this is particularly with my um, grandparents. Uh, you know, I would drop everything to help them help care for my grandpa, you know, just help with stuff around the house. And it would be really difficult because I moved kind of far away. And, you know, my people pleaser habits have been consistently stuck with them. And I've done a lot of work to move out of that. But they're like the last ones that that lives on for. 
and I've spoken about it in the past on this podcast in terms of like not holding my grandma's fear you know and like I said I've done a lot of work there where it made minimal impact but it was still present and I feel like this is the first time in my life right now where I just don't have the time or the capacity to go out of my way to like help somebody when I really just cannot I you know I've got too much on my plate that I just I can't and it's forced me to set boundaries in a much different way and in a much more unapologetic way and it's been really interesting because I feel like being on the other side now everything I was scared of happening had I not like sacrificed myself for them has not happened you know what I'm saying like all of my fears have not happened it's okay there are some things where I can see the discomfort on my grandma's end uh in terms of my behavior changes and her not really being approving of them because it doesn't help her you know and I see a teeter between her trying to guilt me and then her supporting me because she's not a bad person you know but she has her own fears and her own needs and there are some things in terms of my grandpa's health that she's a bit in denial about. So she kind of just, she likes to be in control, basically. You can't control somebody's passing, somebody's life when they're in the process of dying. You don't know when, you don't know how, you don't know what, you don't know why. You know, it just is. And that's something that you cannot have any control of and it's freaking her out and I have moved now further than I was even before I'm very busy I don't have time to go over and like help them the way that I was before you know and she's scared there's a lot out of her control she doesn't want to change her behaviors or do things that would ultimately help the situation rather she just wants things that are comfortable for her you know and if what she's seeking the comfort she's seeking is not granted by the thing that provides comfort to her she gets upset you know she kind of like freaks out a little bit which again is a totally understandable thing that happens you know it's it's a scary time and I feel like the feeling I had before in terms of not holding her fear is kind of on steroids right now because I haven't, when I talk to her now, I try to just offer some sort of solution. Because I don't have as much time, I really have to get straight to the point about things. I don't sh like, I don't want to say I don't sugarcoat, but it's like I don't walk around it, tiptoe, hint. It's like, no, what's the problem? Let's talk about it. Let's find a resolution. Like, let's just go into it, you know? Let's be efficient with our conversation. And it's not me being unappreciative towards her. You know, I appreciate my time with her, but it's also like I don't have time or the capacity to do like a push and pull just for me to then feel bad and like go do it myself, you know, because I just can't right now. So, I'll have a conversation with her and I'm trying, I offer 
solutions. If I see issues, then I bring them to her attention and I offer, you know, we, I try to get us to brainstorm together to figure out some solution. And it's always kind of disregarded or she ends up coming up with a solution and acting upon a solution that is not good. And I think that's also because then I'll be like, okay, screw it. Let me just come in and fix it. But it's like, I can't fix it. You have to do this for yourself, you know? And if things remain how they are, it's because you keep making choices that are keeping them there, you know? And if you want something to change, like we got to do something. Like I, I don't have time to like micromanage or babysit. Like you got to do it. Otherwise, like, you know, you create your, your reality and like, I don't know what to tell you, you know? And I have been very proud of myself because I am very, I tend to feel very guilty um, it's kind of a trauma response in the podcast episode with my mom. She said it was empathy. So it's also that, um, but I know it's also a trauma response. You know, I just, I, I feel guilty a lot and I feel like right now, and this kind of even goes back to when I broke up with Lewis, uh, last, last year, the year before, whenever that was the year before, I don't remember, whenever it happened. Um, I was very secure in how I went about everything, understanding that I was coming from a loving place. Even if it's not perceived that way, I can't control the other person. All I can do is support them through it. This is their lesson to learn. I'm, you know, coming through with love and doing as much as I can, but it's ultimately up to them to grow to change or you know take take what they want with what I give them and yeah this has just been a very good opportunity to finally implement things I've been wanting to do and it's been cool I guess it's been very rewarding not I don't know what the word is to be honest refreshing therapeutic for me to see that the world in fact does not crumble when I stand up for myself you know and do what I need to do from a loving place offering support you know but not taking the problems on and that's been a huge thing that I keep having to remember is to not take on other problems because I just don't have the capacity for it you know And everybody's very supportive and it's been, it's been, it's been good. The second thing, and this goes with, I don't know if I've spoken about this on here or on my subscription, I don't know, but, um, my boyfriend and I have a car rental business and, you know, one thing that he kind of brought up or whatever in the beginning is, you know, we, you know, I, might, I may get a car that I really love, but I cannot be emotionally attached to it, especially if it's being rented out, you know, because with people renting out cars, it's like, it's not their car. They don't give a fuck about the car. It's just something for them that they're going to use while they're on vacation. You know, they don't give a shit. They're going to drive it like all hell. Like it, it does not matter. It's a temporary thing. They're going to fuck it up and who cares, you know? And... I had to kind of very early on detach from 
the vehicles, even if I really enjoyed them. And just instead of feeling like it's my baby and my thing, you know, it's like, no, this is kind of going out to people and it's just a cool thing that I'm providing. And when I get to drive it, you know, it's kind of focusing more on the experience than the material aspect of it. And with the shop, with Wish House, you know, I've put so much of my life and myself into this venture and I care about it so much but I realized that like I have a reading room you know I do I do readings in there and my boyfriend was talking about getting another reader in you know and I was like man but this is my like special sacred place like you know I don't want just anybody in here I was being way too picky and I kind of had a a moment where I realized that I kept making excuses as to why I wasn't having a reader in there and like blah, blah, blah. And I realized because it was coming from the same place as like the car stuff, you know, it's like you can't have your emotional thing tied to this thing. It is material. The emphasis has to be on the experience and what you are helping other people experience it's not about me it's it's bigger than me you know and I kind of have to just let it go and share it let it be a communal space that we co-create in I mean obviously the energy needs to feel good you know but don't be so like obsessed about it and I you know was able to kind of take a step back and um just it's it's greatly helped the way that I engage with the space because my emphasis is not on like oh no this isn't perfect this isn't perfect when you own a business nobody cares more about the business than you you're going to care more about it than anybody that walks in anybody that works there like it is your thing it's your baby it's your child you know nobody loves your baby they can try I don't know if they can, you know, but as much as as a parent does or as a guardian, you know, somebody that's like devoted their life to caring for the child or um, I guess that's a bad example because you could also have a partner that loves you as much, I'd say. But you get you get what I'm saying, you know. So, yeah, that's been a that's been a good a good learning thing. I was going through some books today because we have a little library there. And a long time ago, before we opened, I was going through my old books because we have a section with used books. And I was putting out some books that, you know, were cool that I didn't really want anymore, but I had kept some of my old childhood books. Like I have a a full collection of the Winnie the Pooh stories that my mom used to read me before, read to me before bed every night when I was really, really small. And I wrote my name in it, you know, it's like it, it just embodies very old old memories from my childhood I have Harry Potter books growing up my mom and I would go to Barnes and Noble the day that a Harry Potter book would have been published or not published but released out you know and we would get the copy we'd get a hardcover copy and like (sighs) there's just a lot of books that I have a lot of emotional ties to and I was sitting here thinking you know we moved a week before the shop opened and we have yet to unpack uh we're unpacked but there's no furniture I'm on the floor I'm sitting on the floor like there is there is nothing here I'll show you it's a little messy but there is there is nothing (laughs) there is nothing it is 
just here. We haven't even put assembled the bed, you know. It, oh shit. Sorry, I just dropped my camera. Um we have not had time to like get this place going. We don't have furniture. Like it's uh, you know. <laughs> so, um I was going through the books that I decided to keep just a second ago, a few hours ago. And I was going through them, you know, the Harry Potter books, the Winnie the Pooh books, like all of these different books. And I was thinking about it and it was like, what is the likelihood I'm going to read them again? And then I thought about it. It's like, okay, I'm coming from a scarcity place. I need to shift it to a abundant state of mind. The goal is for this shop to be very successful. I can repurchase if I really wanted to. I can repurchase the books. I can go to the library and read the books. I can go online and read the books. You know what I'm saying? Like there are so many ways for me to read the literature should I want to ingest it. Sure, the actual copy may have some emotional value, but I still have those memories. You know what I'm saying? It's just connected to that. And what's more special? You know, me just having this little visual cue that ignites a memory every once in a while whenever I happen to look at it. Or expanding it, you know, allowing a child to experience that same joy and excitement that I did when I got my Harry Potter books. And like, you know, it's a full collection, you know, it's like, how cool would that be to give to a kid? And I don't know, it just is a lot more expansive. And I feel like it's changed the way that I looked at look at material items where I'm coming now from a place of like, if I really, it's like with a person, you know, it's like, if if this is really meant for me, it will return. If I really want something again, I can get it. I get my hands on it in some way. Right now, my focus is on making a really special place for the community, building a community, making these like deep childhood or adolescent or adult memories, you know, in this really cool place in the middle of Burbank, you know, um, like, there, we've got a lot of high schoolers that are starting to come every day, you know, and it's just so cool to think, and I used to think about this when I would nanny, too, you know, it's like, I am a part of this child's story. Wish House is a part of these kids' teen years, you know, and that's so special, and the more that I can kind of allow that to grow, that's that's why we're here to begin with, you know what I'm saying? That's why we're here sharing this experience of life. You know, it's just, it's paper. Those memories, those experiences lie in the timeline and I can connect to them at any point. I don't need a physical thing here. It's always in my heart. So I've decided to put them in the library. Um, but yeah, it's it's changed the way that I engage with items most definitely another strange thing I'm pretty sure two things <laughs> two bizarre things happened uh actually before I get into that I have one more thing to share okay my third sorry my third uh, revelation or whatever realization is on uh I'm not sure the title for this so I'm just going to share a story I had taken a bunch of pictures of products. 
I had the whole like schedule out of like when I would post what for the shop to get uh, views or whatever on Instagram. And my boyfriend texted me was like, hey, you got to post stuff. And I was like, I am like I have the list like I, I everything is is figured out like chill out. You know, he kept saying you have to post this. You have to post this. There's nothing on the Instagram. And it's like chill out. I got this covered like I've got the pictures. I got whatever. And he was like, no, like literally go on the page. There's nothing there. People don't know what they're what this shop has you know and I looked at it and I was like huh because I had such a backlog of images and ideas and scheduled stuff you know it was like in my head it's like everything is planned out we know what's going on like you know this is established but to anybody else looking at the page, it's not because they don't know what pictures I'm posting. They don't have the schedule. They don't know all of that stuff that's in my head, you know. And I've been thinking about that more in terms of everything. With food, your body, all your body has to regenerate is the food that you put inside of it. You know, like our cells are just duplicating. Our bodies are just going and regenerating and just healing itself and doing whatever it needs to do. Our bodies just, they do what they do, you know, and all they have to fuel that process is what we put inside. And if you in your head think, I want to eat healthy, like this is a healthy meal or that's a healthy meal or that would be good to eat for dinner, but then you eat pizza and, like, something else, and you just, like, keep loading your body with a bunch of, like, crappy foods. Sure, mentally, you may be looking at all of these, like, salads, and, like, you know, mentally you're like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna have an apple later today, or, like, ooh, that's healthy, or, you know, but then you forget. It's, like, whatever lives in your mind is not necessarily what you're actually putting in. If you have a plate of food and there's a big serving of vegetables on it, but you just eat everything first, you get full and you just have a little bit of vegetable. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it doesn't, it, your intention doesn't necessarily matter. What matters is what you're actually doing. And that goes with everything, you know? Your intention to study may be a great intention, but unless you actually pick up the book and devote that time you know, it doesn't matter how many times it's on your schedule. It could be on your schedule for two hours every day. But then once you get to it, you start scrolling through Instagram or doing this or doing that. You know, you may have on your schedule to like clean or get on your to-do list. But once it gets to that time, like you just spend, you waste like 30 minutes doing something that doesn't matter. And then you spend the rest of the time doing it. You know, the intention is great, but what are you actually doing to feed the action, you know? I'm not sure if I'm articulating it well, but that's been a very profound realization for me. It's an obvious one, but I think because my mind tends to be very, um, my mind is one that is very positive and like intention setting and like moving towards through stuff like organically and stuff like that especially right now where time is of the essence things need to be done immediately you know like there's a lot happening this isn't the time necessarily to just 
be in that feminine receptive mode, but rather I need to be in the masculine, like making and doing, like setting the intention and actively making steps, like actively doing things that align with what I'm doing very clearly. And that also coincides with quantum leaping. You know, in order to quantum leap, you have to cut out all of the unnecessary little fragments in between you know you are very efficient you are making very big decisions and you're going for it you know you're not spending time worrying and you know going over here to study and do this like no you're just in the fuck it let's just figure it out go you figure it out you may fall on your face for a second but then you learn and then you get up and then you go again and then you know that's how you keep jumping jumping out it's it's a very intense fast-paced uh experience you know which is why it doesn't necessarily happen to everybody all the time you know it can be fairly rare but it's a big deal because you get to where you're going quicker you're all in you're fully devoted and you just say fuck it and you go and you do and you're just laser focused on what you have to do being very efficient you know making the the straightest path you can instead of kind of going around and journeying going around and journeying is very important and is a part of life. That's why you don't just spend your whole life quantum leaping the whole time. You know, there is still journey things to download, but how you approach life is ultimately up to you, you know? And I feel like there's, there's two approaches. There's one where you just kind of study, learn, integrate, and then there's another where you just kind of go and figure it out. And when you are able to kind of combine both of those, where you're studying, learning, integrating, and figuring it out all at once, you know, or kind of finding a nice balance between that, that is efficient and focused, being very mindful of the time that you spend each day, being very mindful of how much time you spend on things each day, ensuring you are allowing yourself to rest because you will need full brain power and allowing yourself to um, do without fear and without hesitation. You know, you can't, if you want a quantum leap, you can't be scared. Sorry, you can be scared, but you can't act on that fear. You just have to go and you have to set that compass for success and understand that you are ultimately responsible for your success. There is a list of things that you can do to reach that and you just have to fucking do it. You have to devote yourself and you just have to go. The hell was that? somebody yelling outside um but yeah so this kind of circles back to what I was going to say originally which was I believe I switched timelines uh well two things (laughs) okay I want to say maybe a week ago There was something weird that happened that made me feel like my boyfriend and I had jumped, jumped timelines. Um, I feel like it may have been a quantum leap situation, Um, but it was just very peculiar where we had both remembered a specific situation playing out a specific way, which ultimately was not how it played out. 
which was very strange. And usually with things like that, when there are inconsistencies in a very deep way, that's usually confirmation for me that some sort of timeline jump had occurred. Um, I also... No, that was different. Yeah, so... I don't remember what it what it was, but there was some sort of situation that we remembered incorrectly, but we could have sworn that's what had happened. And then there were other things that happened throughout the day um, where it was like just time was going by different. Just the whole day felt so absurd and I felt very tired. I felt... Like, I was on the verge of some sort of, like, epiphany. It was very peculiar, uh, like, fire burning in my belly, but not really understanding it, just feeling a little bit out of place, things not being where they were supposed to, or, you know, not remembering things right, or, like, th yeah, just things being misplaced and, like, little things just being off, um, like, people's phone numbers or... I don't know, like random stuff where it was like, that's so weird. I could have sworn that this is that, but it's not. What the hell is going on, you know? And um, I noticed a big shift in the business and in how I operated, I guess, how I felt in my body, um, which was cool. Right now, there was another thing that happened, so it's hard for me to even kind of reflect on what exactly I was feeling because it feels so distant and it's uh, hard to recall. But yeah, I don't, I don't remember the, I don't remember the details. Uh, I feel like there was even some sort of like ET involvement at some point. I don't know. I just got goosebumps, so I think that was confirmation. I don't remember what happened. Oh, yeah. I started to have people coming to me that were very much in alignment with what my expertise are. There was just all of a sudden this huge influx of like being in the right place at the right time or like the right people coming in. Um, a huge influx. It was very peculiar where it was like, okay, stuff is, stuff is happening. Just like energetic, everything is here and responding to the energy that I am putting forth. I feel like I explained that terribly, so apologies if you're not following. <laughs> and then, when was it? Maybe three days ago, I had something else happen. I don't know how it happened I felt this weird influx of energy and I don't remember when it came or again there's like a lot of fuzziness around it but I all of a sudden felt like I just felt different I felt like a different part of me was awakened in my body but not like how it was previously in the podcast episodes I talk about last year where I felt like I was gonna die and all this stuff it was different uh I just felt more mature and I was I was driving and thinking to myself about something and I had said to myself like 
oh, I was scared about something. I was anxious about, I think, like, doing something that would upset my boyfriend. Um, and I thought to myself, it's like, I am a 30-year-old woman. Like, who the fuck? Why am I scared of somebody? <laughs> like, I am a grown adult. What is going on? There were just things that would happen where I was like, who the fuck do you think you are, Amber? Like, you are a grown adult, or you did this, or you have this experience. Why are you acting that way? Why are you, like, making, like, shrinking yourself? Why are you scared? Like, you are a grown adult. You are in control. Like, I just had this moment of, like, clarity and, like, you are woman kind of power. I'm 29. And I kept telling myself I was 30 and then I felt like I was 32 and then I was like, oh, I'm 35. It was just weird where I was like, this, I am not. <laughs> I, am, I am aging myself by many years. And I was thinking about it and I was like, I, I had my memory pull back to when I was at the CVS and I saw that like future version of myself outside, which I believe I spoke. Yeah, I spoke about this on the podcast. Um, and I was like, huh, I wonder if she's entering or if she has entered my body, or if I'm her, I don't know what. But I had this weird, like, visual thing um, of, like, these ETs with these very long heads that were, like, gray and blue and green, kind of iridescent colored, um, kind of like, I think in the Alien movies, they have uh, like forward and back it's more like horizontal these were kind of like diagonal and almost reminded me of like a squid or something like that they shot up but I kept seeing these like this visual of these ET beings just a glimmer of like one standing there and like kind of moving or something like that and I was like what's going on did these ETs like help me come into my body and I got this I got the truth bump so I was like okay so I feel like these ETs are working with me I've never seen these ETs before there's something about my energy that feels very mature and matter of fact where it's like I feel like I've gone back in time um it's almost like in my body I have the seed of success or I have the seed of of the of a potential future for myself, you know, and I kind of almost like came back to this timeline, to this body to like do the work to ensure it happens or whatever it is, you know, to kind of help the process expand it or whatever. And I was looking in the mirror and I realized that my upper lip looked like larger, like this top section it feel like is like higher than I remember it being, you know? And it was, it was like, that's weird. Like there's like things about my face that seem different than what I'm used to. And I started thinking about, I was like, did I jump timelines again? I feel like I'm like future me that just jumped into like a past me because I have a lot of information and I feel a lot more in control and I feel a lot more grounded all of a sudden, and then as the days progress, it's just been a few days, but yesterday, last night, I started having these, like, old memories, um, just from when I was younger, like, a few years ago, you know, and just not having, a, I guess, a slight longing for them. It just feels, like, nostalgic or something like that, and... It was kind of seeping in too much where I felt like I was just reflecting on the past 
too much and I realized that like there is I almost feel like by because all of our selves past present future are happening simultaneously it's almost like a future version of myself came into this body and because there was almost like a disruption in the flow or a connecting of timelines of sorts it kind of made other ones spill forward too like past ones spill forth and I had to essentially put a bubble around like old Amber you know I kind of gave her some like love and reassurance and then I kind of had to put a bubble around her where it's like hey like leave that back there (laughs) that's not my problem right now this is the present moment whatever you're going through whatever you went through during that time is not my problem I am not in that situation I am here and I need to focus on this you know there's a lot going on I need my whole body to be paying attention here and I started really focusing on like I guess the future and like taking steps forward and then I had this realization where I was like wait a second What needs to be emphasized is the present moment. I'm putting a bubble around past me because my energy is being too much wrapped up in those scenarios. I can't put too much attention on future me because I'm not there yet. I can feel it. I can see it. But I'm going there, you know. Um, I just had a phone call come in, so I don't know if I'm going to, like, finish off the right way. I'm just going to stumble real quick. But anyways, um... I need to put a bubble around future me because I'm now seeping too much into the what ifs, you know, all I've got is this present moment. And this even goes back to the Instagram thing, to what we eat, to how we approach work, whatever. All I've got is how I integrate, how I connect, how I am present with what I'm engaging with in this moment. So I need to send my love to future Amber and just really be present with all the tools I have things feel different. I'm connecting to people differently. I feel different about some relationships. It's very interesting. There's a very clear shift where I feel like I've essentially come back to time in a sense. And my goal now is to kind of like return home as efficiently as possible. You know, I'm like coming back with all the information I have and it's time to go. I need to actually skedaddle in a second. But I just want to leave you with one more thing. Uh, and this isn't words of wisdom, this is just one more story. Right as I started talking about this, I had the realization that Rashad and I were supposed to get some sort of new body. This past week has been very weird for both of us, and after I had that thought, I got the truth bumps, so I'm wondering if perhaps with all this ET stuff going on, with my lack of memory, maybe I've got my new body. I'll let you know. (laughs) I'll let you know if anything else happens. But anyways, thanks for being here, friends. Sorry to kind of end it on like a (laughs) big one. Maybe I'll do another podcast with uh, Rashad or just kind of talk to him about it. But anyways, I'm sending you so much love, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your patience as I get Wish House up and running. Um, Stay in touch. I've got my newsletter, channelwithamber.com slash email. Newsletter, email. I think it's email. Whatever. Go to my website go to the newsletter section. Um, if you want to just keep in touch, get some updates. I do that once a month, but yeah, just, I'm just sending you love. I'm still around. Even if I'm not that active on here, I'm still here. Okay. I love you friends. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so 
so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.